Welcome home. This is the Residency Podcast. I am Jeff Tomasic with Drew Belcher and Low Raven, <laughs> bringing you the biggest guests and stories in entertainment, business, pop culture, and sports from our brand new studio on the Las Vegas Strip inside the Mandalay Bay. Make sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. The episode is brought to you by Mandalay Bay. On August 27th at Allegiant Stadium, none other than legendary Guns N' Roses will be performing. There's never been a concert this size like this in Las Vegas before, so if you're in Vegas, make sure you get a ticket. Check that. Guns N' Roses, legendary. Let's do that. Uh, Now that preseason football has officially started, by the way, and the regular season is right around the corner, do not forget that the Bud Light Beer Garden between Mandalay Bay and Luxor is the only place to enjoy the pregame and postgame. You know we'll be there. Tons of food, music, big guest experiences. Some appearance, some craziness, some Oh, food. beer bongs, for Let's sure. Go. And if you partied uh, too hard at the Raiders game and you owe your girl a date, then Rivea at Delano is the best choice of French and Italian-influenced cuisine inspired by the food markets of Provence, Italy. Pure sex appeal, best view on the strip. Low loves French food, by the way. Yeah, d- <laughs> don't be afraid to get fancy, guys. You know, don't be afraid to get fancy. Um, big episode today. We're super excited. Today we have a legend in the building. Could possibly have the greatest bloodline in history. Psh- Questionable, but real. Could be. She's one of the most exciting people in entertainment and could no doubt beat everyone's ass in the studio right now. WWE superstar Charlotte Flair, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Absolutely. You can kick all of our asses. (laughs) Uh, We have it here first, by the way, so hopefully we don't upset her and maybe get some consequences down the road. Uh, Bloodline is possibly the greatest of all time. I think so. I think so. (laughs) I think so, too. Come on. We all grew up huge wrestling fans. Exactly. It's in the blood right now. So not for sale yet, but possibly in the future. It could be. Um, I know you get to ask us a million times, but can we start the show off properly? Can can you hit us with the woo real quick? It's so early. One one morning woo. Let's go. I have to save him for SummerSlam. All right. I'm just kidding. There, hey, there it is. All right, all right, that's good. We'll, in, we'll increase her volume a little bit. Yeah, yeah we're, we're good. Get, we're get good. that woo way up. I've wooed in an arena before with like ten thousand people, and like nothing's come out. And I'm like, Whoa. I'm like, I'm glad no one can tell. When you go for it, you try and it comes yeah. up and nothing comes out. And we're just like, like wait, oh, what's going on? We'll practice it. You know, I've, we've been off camera practicing our woo to see if we could, you know, mirror up with you. Uh, by the way, shout out to Vayner Sports and Chris Bavino. Thanks for making this happen. We got an audience today. So he's in the we'll, background. He's in the cut. Fine, yeah, he's killing. 100%. Um, first off, your real name is Ashley Elizabeth. Did you always want to be named Charlotte or something? Was that just those names not good enough? How did this happen? Well, you always pick a stage name. Right. Obviously. But I think when I started, they were like, oh, we'll just call her Charlotte because her dad's billed from Charlotte. Okay. And it just worked out. Worked out that way? Yeah. And then I said, you know, you can't say Charlotte from Charlotte. So Charlotte from Queen City. Was okay. that easy? That makes sense. Okay, yeah. don't lie to us, though. Were there any wrestling names that you thought of that never saw the light of day? Miss Elizabeth. Miss Elizabeth? Like, why would I name myself after, like, one of the... <laughs> yeah. So can we, like, tweak it a little bit? But, yeah. Miss Elizabeth. Elizabeth. No, I like that one. Yeah. Miss Elizabeth. I like it. You could but do, there like... is the Miss Elizabeth, so... Could do some old school outfits, maybe, with Miss Elizabeth, you know? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, okay. I had a stage name, and uh, I was called Silky Johnson. Silky that was Johnson. that was my stage name. What was that for? I, I don't know. I was just, like just in college and I ran with it forever. And I thought if you know what, if I'm ever gonna be a stripper, my stage name would be Silky Johnson. Okay. I like it. There we go. I feel like you had to have thought of a few off camera, like maybe I should go with this. A little another alias or anything? No. Nothing? Stuck no. with it? Okay. I think my name's pretty cool. I like, like Charlotte Flair. Iconic. I mean, it just goes. I don't know. It really does. It rolls off the tongue nicely. A hundred percent. Um 
I we really want to show our listeners a little bit of your background. Um, I know this is definitely a sensitive subject, but you tell us a little bit how you got into professional wrestling, how that related to your brother, um, and how that really came about. Yeah, so in 2012, me, my little brother Reed, and my dad went to um, the Hall of Fame for WrestleMania in Miami, and we were at dinner with one of the producers. And I think my dad and the producer were kind of scheming together to get my little brother motivated. So they asked me at dinner, the producer did, and he was like, why aren't you doing this, kid? And he has like a raspy voice. And I was like, I don't know, I never really thought about it. And I was 26 at the time, already graduated, and I wasn't doing anything but personal training. And when he said it, my little brother was like, oh my gosh, you gotta do it, you'd be great at it. And I was like, mm, I don't know. So we talked about it for like two days, and the more he said it, I was like, maybe I will do it, and it could get my brother on the right path, and we could do it together. So I reported literally three months later to the developmental program, FCW, which is now NXT in Tampa, and the rest is history. But for like three months, I was like, what am I doing? Like, I never dreamed about wrestling. I never saw myself in the light of like Stacey Keebler, Tori Wilson, um, Trish Stratus, uh, Lita. I never like saw myself as that. Like I grew up watching them, but, um, and then when I started, uh, it just clicked, and then my brother passed away eight months later, and then when he passed away, I just dedicated everything to getting better to him. That's unreal. When was this exactly? So the Hall of Fame was April 2012. I reported to NXT July of 2012, and then my brother passed away March of 2013. That's an insane so story. So you never saw me wrestle or anything or made it there. But you think that was the biggest motivation for you to really just go all in? Oh, that was the only reason. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't really know what the reason was. Like, maybe I was like, uh, I'm not really doing anything with my life. Just personal training. Like, maybe I am meant for more. But yeah. it was because of him that I had the courage or the confidence to even, like, move. Like, I'd been in North sure. Carolina my whole life. Yeah. Like, so was there really no other vision for what you wanted to do with your life before this? It was just mm -hmm. playing it by ear? And then this came about? Yeah, nothing. I mean, casually, like, I wor casually worked, by the way. Yeah, casually worked. <laughs> No, like I played sports in middle school, high school, played volleyball in college. And then when I got done, I was like, I don't know, I guess lost. Like I never had a passion or a dream for anything other than just playing sports. So I guess my brother's dream ultimately like changed the course of my life. So like I spent so much time trying to help him when ultimately like he helped me in the long run. It's great. Yeah, like I went from a lost 26 year old to main eventing WrestleMania within five years. That's insane. Yeah. I remember growing up watching, I want to say, I think WCW, yeah. but I think you and your brother were small in a couple of... You know what's crazy when people bring up those clips? Like, I totally forgotten that even happened. I remember seeing... It wasn't see even, like, important to me. Sure, sure, sure. Like, I didn't even, right. like, realize, like, oh, this is dad's job, we're going to dad's job, it's cool. Like, it impacted my brother's life, but for me, like, unless people bring up those, like, few moments we were involved in like the family feuds or whatever i never like really thought about it sure it wasn't a thing just something that you were hopping on with and little did you know it was going to become your know, whole life I grew up, like wanting to be a superstar or wanting to be like in the scene or whatever like i grew up in charlotte north carolina and played sports right and, like, enjoyed hanging out with my friends sure i went to appalachian state for college like boo north carolina <laughs> like <laughs> like Obviously, and volleyball and like hanging out with athletes. The breeding ground for WWE superstars, obviously now. Um, well, obviously your dad is Ric Flair. So growing up with 
that happening all the time. Did you even know really what was going on when you were younger? Did you like it, love it? Were you like just indifferent? You just thought it was normal for you? Yeah, it was just normal. Yeah. Indifferent. Like, I didn't really realize how famous he was till I went to college. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah icon. People are really into this. Right. Absolute icon. <laughs> yeah. Be really into this. <laughs> well, because I went to the same school from um, TK kindergarten to ninth. And then I switched to, I went from private to public for volleyball. And then, but it was like all in the same vicinity, same kids, same circle. Like everyone knew my dad, all the places we went, restaurants, my volleyball team, gymnastics team, basketball team, um, coaches. Like it wasn't a thing. Yeah. Like everyone knew him around town. It was just so normal to you, right? Yeah. It was just run of the mill. This is just my dad. And he didn't like, I mean, he took us to shows, but it was more for like vacation at Disney World. Sure. Like when they were in Orlando or something. How close was his public persona to his real life personality? Asked this. I mean, like, my dad is my dad. Yeah. Sure. Like to everyone, he's Ric Flair, but like, we have the same father daughter fights and like you have everyday to be stuff, home right? Curfew. Like he's. Yes, he has bleach blonde hair and carried around a world title when I was in kindergarten. But, like, I didn't know any different. But he's still, like, I don't see him how everyone else sees him. Like, the Ric Flair drift. That's not how I see him. <laughs> I mean, song by the Migos. Like, yeah, right? That's not. Is that yeah. funny to you when you see people just look at him that way? You kind of laugh. Because you know no, the secrets, right? No, because he is that person. Yeah. Like, he's so true to who he is. Um, that's what I admire the most about him. Like he's so unapologetically him and he's never changed. That's why he's been able to be so popular throughout the years and in pop culture because he just, he's not like faking it. Like that's who he is. And right. people buy, or like people believe in authenticity and like everything he says is true. Like at that time or he was the best or like the alligator shoes and the suits and the planes, like that's him. He's got some incredible quotes over the years. Yeah. That is for So the clips of him are unbelievable. The best, honestly. So did he ever do the, uh, what's, what is it when like the parents go to school and do like the, their jobs? <laughs> you know, you ever come in, hey, my dad's an accountant, my dad's a lawyer. Hey, Ric Flair, everybody. I have, I did do that. Did he come in? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, There's how did that go? a picture of me sitting beside him and I'm holding the big gold belt um, in kindergarten. And it's like. To take that picture and then see where I am today, it's so crazy. That's incredible. Yeah. That is very kindergarten. Bring the big old belt to show and tell. But I didn't even like think of it as a big deal then. Yeah. So it's like, this is my dad. This is his belt. Everything your dad has when you're that age is so cool. Little Everything's you know, cool. It doesn't actually matter. Really yeah. That's cool to everybody else. Yeah. Um, all right. You in your prime versus Ric Flair in his prime. Who's winning? Me. I said the same thing. That was quick. I said <laughs> Absolutely. Quick. Half a second right there. Boom. Me. Okay, perfect. Sorry, Rick. You know, it was, that was easy. No question about that. Um, all right, you're at the pinnacle of the sport right now. What are the early stages of WWE really like where you have to earn your stripes? What are those years like, that path? Well, I think the reason I am where I am is because I always keep wanting to earn more or, like, think that you've never just all of a sudden gotten to that day that, oh, I'm good enough, it doesn't matter. Like, I always want to improve, get better. Um... For me, it was always obviously different. It was like, not only was I Ric Flair's kid, Ric Flair's coming in with no experience. Not like, I felt like I had to work double, like work twice as hard to gain the respect of my peers. Like that right. was so 
important to me in the beginning to be like, no, I'm just not here because of my last name. I'm here because I want to be good. I want to learn the business. I want to be a part of it. Um, but it's, it's so many things. It's figuring out what to do in the ring, find a character, be an athlete, be an entertainer. It's, it's like step by step. And, um, I don't know. I was just so lost in the beginning, and then but the athletic part came naturally to me, and then it was like finding, okay, the one thing that everyone hates about me, use that into my character, and then okay. just make it larger than life. And that's how, what I did. How has the beginning character and you now? How has that evolved over time? Um, being unapologetically good. I like that. Wow! Wow! Yeah, take <laughs> that, people. I good. I like that. I mean, it's been so. You started though. Like you said 2013. 2013, yeah. 2013. So it's been a, a serious ride since then. Obviously, like the evolution of who you are in the sport has changed dramatically. Were those early stages as big to you as the big stage is now? Just because it was so new then? It's, it's so hard to be in the moment. Like, yeah. You don't really understand like what's happening. But I think like... There was a moment when I debuted on Raw and like a couple of months later, a Forbes article came out about me saying like, Charlotte Flair is not only, like it was the first time people were really taking notice that like she's known for her talent, not as eye candy or sex appeal. They're like, when they see her, they're not going, oh, she's a good female wrestler. Like she's a good wrestler, man, right. woman. Sure. And I think that was, oh yeah, that's what I stand for. Like I brought all those things. Like I never, like when I used to see the women when I was little, I'd be like, oh my God, Michelle McCool's so beautiful. Like she has boots like that. How does yeah. she have long hair? Like the makeup, like that all came as like, I got better and I guess being polished and groomed, but it was people acknowledging that women can put on just as physical, um, matches and storytelling as the men and people not going oh they're just women it's no like they're just as good if not better and that was um coming across on camera to the audience sure yeah and being acknowledged for that i mean i think it's right i think the the female division of wwe has has evolved like oh, it's on an not, it's yeah unbelievable pace over like you said since the early stages um, I mean, like we talked about the personality and how that comes from. What about the costumes? Like, what is, how do you choose that? Has there, has there any been some that have like been pushed on you that you're like absolutely not hated? Well, when I first started, I wasn't allowed to woo, go by the last name Flair, do anything that was signature to my dad. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. And then they gave me my last name after WrestleMania um, 34 when I defeated Asuka. And I think... The company, it was like, okay, she can handle it. Like, that's a lot to... So I went from Charlotte to Charlotte Flair. Um, but for costumes, no, everything was just my idea. And that was, like, super hard in the beginning. And then at WrestleMania 32, when we debuted... When we when I retired the Divas Championship, and they were de debuting the new Raw Women's Championship for the first time ever, um, I won that title that night. But I figured because my dad was my manager and I'd never done it before and it's WrestleMania, I was like, oh, maybe I'll do a robe. So the seamstress took the pieces of my dad's robe that he retired with Shawn Michaels in and made me this blue robe. And then 
the fan reaction to the robe um, was so positive that I just kept doing it. And then the robes have like evolved over time. Now they're like all leather jackets. Like I've gotten away from like the boas and right. I always keep my peacock feathers because um, uh, my dad was always considered like the peacock of wrestling. Like there's an eighties wrestling magazine with him on it and all of his robes look like the peacock feathers. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So yeah. Just the pe- it's not that he wore peacock feathers, but it was just this, the, the image of the robes looking like all the colorful feathers. So I just added them. I love that though. Yeah. I need one. I mean, cause that's hard. I feel like when you trying to figure out a costume that fits the personality. It's still hard. Yeah. Yeah. Just some of these. Like those have like, I don't do the peacock feathers anymore. Like on the gear and my gear is different. Um, that robe was just for WrestleMania 34, but like, my last two robes have been um, inspired by villains from uh, Disney or Marvel movies. Like I love it. Cruella. Yeah. Then I did Maleficent. Tomorrow, I think, is going to be the best ever. We're excited for this one. Yeah. And uh, these are all your ideas? And you come up with all of them or have some sort of say in all of them? That's amazing because I can't even figure out what the fuck I want to wear every day. That's all the seamstress, but the vision is me. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's so, insane. The, the top and the gold one is serious, Come on. right? That is like some demand respect so situation. The cool thing about that outfit is when I wrestled me or when I wrestled Oscar at WrestleMania 34, I came out on Triple H's throne in that. So it was kind of like the passing of the torch. Sure. So when Triple H came out on that throne, I can't remember the number. I think it was like WrestleMania 30. I was just one of the like goddesses beside him, and I remember like shaking me like, "How does he wrestle in front of all these people? Oh my yeah. god! Like, how does he do it?" And then at WrestleMania 34, when he said, "I want you to come out on that throne," I was like, "You just never like how how did I get here? Right? Like, how am I coming out on Triple H's throne when I went from being the girl that could barely stand there, the goddess, to like, in my opinion, like that was the best match of the night at WrestleMania sure. 34." Sure against Asuka and coming out on his throne and just I still am like some days I'm like I don't know how I got here right just flabbergasted blown <laughs> no, away no, like, like what? how did I get from Boone North Carolina to here what happened I'm hanging out what yeah. happened um, we had uh, Brandon Marshall on here we talked about walking out to an NFL crowd and what that really felt like and how he's never able to replicate that because he's retired now. I mean, Charlotte Flair, main event, sold-out stadium. What is it like walking out in that moment to the WWE ring? I also showed up in a helicopter. Um, Wow, wow, wow. (laughs) Note to self. Note to self. No big deal. Um, No, for me, like, that moment was more like I said I was going to main event WrestleMania and everyone just looked at me like I was crazy or arrogant or cocky. For sure, for sure. People just thought I was saying it to make a tag. Like, no, I said I was going to main event WrestleMania and I did main event WrestleMania as a woman. So, like, when I walked out, I was like, wow, this is what it feels like to say you're going to do something and do it. So, like, there was no second when I was doing my entrance I didn't feel like I didn't belong. Like, I was like, yeah, I'm doing the thing. The seconds right. leading up to it, you still get a little nervous. You oh, just yeah, like you're fired up. Nervous, yeah, but that was such a. I don't know. Like, you always get nervous, but walking out there, I had to feel like this is where I belong. Like, you could not fake that. Yeah. Being the main event of Mania. Is there a favorite stadium city that you have so far? Oh, I mean, AT and T was one hundred and one thousand people. 
Texas, baby. Dude, that is insane. 100,000 people? 101,000 people at AT AT&T. Like, that's... Jerry Jones does it different. Dude, he just does it so big. Jerry Jones does it different. And Texas, like, the crowds are just incredible. I mean, the the crowds are incredible everywhere, but I guess AT&T was pretty spectacular. Sure, sure. Are you excited for this Vegas one? Yep. This is wild. Sea Allegiant. Oh my gosh! Oh, 100%. It's yeah. inc- it's beautiful. New stadium, beautiful. It's beautiful. Fifty-five thousand people for SummerSlam. This is going to be big. Vegas needs yeah. this. We've never had anything like this before in the city, so this is going to be iconic. So we're excited to see what you're about to bring. By the way, pumped up. Uh, if you want me to come out with you on a helicopter, all you have to do is ask, or we'll hold you up, or do whatever you yeah. want. Just let if us you know. You need someone to do like the intro for you? No problem. Like we're trying to practice here, and aud- this is essentially our audition. We have last-minute ideas for our own no, costumes. Just, yes. Well. When I had the helicopter entrance, everyone was like, well, how did you come about telling Vince that you wanted a helicopter? I'm like, you think I just told Vince, hey, I want a helicopter for my entrance? Just, just a weekly like, meeting? That's the perception <laughs> yeah. that people have of me, that they think, yes, I want a helicopter. No, that was all them, like, the week of, like, hey, Charlotte, we uh. came up with this idea. Do you like it? But people have the perception of my character that I was like, hey, I need to show up. Sure, sure, sure. Vince, Vince, let me run something by you real quick. How do you think about this, Vince? I want a helicopter. (laughs) Guys, Charlotte does not walk to the ring anymore. I need helicopter or nothing. I need helicopter every time. Smoke shows, everything. I like it. Do you consider yourself the villain or the hero? I mean, I know what the fans think. Uh, Yeah, yeah. But what do you you consider yourself as? In real life or the ring? (laughs) I guess let's, let's answer both. No, definitely the bad guy. Okay, yeah, she is. Yeah. Do you like that? Yes. <laughs> Love that. It, it, worked, that, it works that too, a, honestly. That, that was a bad guy smile, by it the works. way. That yes was a bad guy smile. So that's your like you you enter into that persona? As much as I try, like not so I think I'm very relatable. But as much as I like the harder I try to be relatable and come across sympathetic, it even comes across it it, it somehow comes across even more bad guy-ish. Yeah, yeah, it People really does. get it. Just sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, no, because if I'm like, well, this and this and how hard I had to try, people don't take it, like, the same way. So then I just started taking the piss out of it because, like, I really do feel that way. But the more I tried to, no, sympathize with me or, like, understand me, it, like, even took it worse. Yep, yep. So I'm just like, yeah, you're right. I'm Welcome Rick daughter. Everything's handed to me. I just wake up like this and I don't have to try hard. Yep, like, I believe it. It's just... I mean, that's why you get helicopters, you know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. <laughs> I just walk into work and I'm like, I, I want a helicopter today. What's next, you know? What's, what's after the helicopter? You know, what's, what's the follow-up to that? Where do you go from there? Oh, my God, am I exploding a, a secret right now? helicopter? <laughs> I don't know. My own helicopter. Yeah, right. I'm flying the helicopter. One. That's true. You get a license. Or you could skydive yeah. in, perhaps, you know? Like the Red Bull team, yeah. you know? A little but collab no, going. it's a good thing because, like, Taking all of these aspects and the emotions and how the crowd reacts and listening, it's it's great because if they're not reacting, um, but that's what the that's sport is. The sport is is embellishing. The sport is creating a spectacle and yep. a show, and people want that. And, and turning everything up a notch. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Gasp. Yeah. And luckily now with technology and the bigger stadium, bigger budgets, there's ideas <laughs> like that that can not be like, oh, how cool would it be if I could in a helicopter? It's like, hey, we're gonna have you in a helicopter. It's, it's, it's done. Yep. You're good to go. I love that. So speaking of Vince, what is Vince, Mc like? Vince McMahon like? Is he, he's one of the most polarizing people in sports. Yeah. What is he really like? He's so intimidating. Yeah. Absolutely. Come on. He's intimidating. No, I, um, 
<clears throat> so he's always at our shows. Like he's our, he's always in Gorilla. Runs the show like to this day. Um, just when I walk back from my match or promo segment or whatever I'm doing on the show, you always just want to make him proud and impress him. Right. So you always look for that acknowledgement of what or whatever it is afterwards. Like that's how I feel. Sure. About him, like you always want to impress him. It's like similar question on your dad, Rick, like the Vince McMahon that the fans see and the Vince McMahon that you see behind the curtains creating this, you know, is that the same person? Is he just absolutely a genius business-wise? Yeah. Yeah. Look what he's done with sports entertainment. Like he's taken it from what it was in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and now we're a publicly traded worldwide company like that travels the world yeah like with i mean brands and sponsorships and it really is a spectacle and it's just continued to explode too well, wrestlemania i believe is the in the top 10 largest sporting event in the world oh wow like think about that yeah everything included overseas everything included european soccer etc that's how big it is. I always thought, like, in the growth of WWE, and, you know, especially, like I said, when we were growing up, right, and I used to, like, sneak down to watch WWE Raw because it was late at night yeah. so my parents wouldn't know, you know? And Vince McMahon's willingness to be the pinnacle figure but be involved in matches and get in there and be part yeah. of the storyline was just so different. That wasn't a reality back then. I think that probably changed the course of him and the WWE forever. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. The whole family, yeah. That was just so iconic. WWF back then. I, it was WWF and then yeah. WCW, and they would yeah. clash, and then some wrestlers would go on the other programs and like have fights. It was it was amazing storyline. It was great entertainment. And he's still there though, just actively involved oh. in every aspect of this. He's huh? the boss. Wow, gotta get Vince. I need a little. I need a little Vince <laughs> moment for sure. Um, all right, celebrity boxing is huge right now. Vince McMahon versus Dana White. Who's winning? Vince McMahon. Also quick. I mean, Vince McMahon's a big guy. Big dude, man. He's a big dude. No, he's just brilliant. Sometimes that's all that... Yeah, all absolutely. Takes. Absolutely. Mind over matter, baby. Yep. I love that. Um, so the, the business of WWE, I don't know if fans really know, or at least our listeners might not know this. How does the business of WWE work compared to the NFL, NBA, contracts-wise? How does that all work from the back end? I'm not really familiar with their contracts. Yeah, sure. So I'm not sure. Are you guys signed to long-term deals? Is this something that's like, you know, because you see these other sports that are like you're locked in for a while, or is this something that you guys are like doing it year by year, or is this something that you know is solidified for a while? I can just talk about myself because I yeah, really know you just, sure, myself. Sure. Like, once you're in the business, you're always in the business. Yeah. Like, you're married. There's not really I'm an off season, right? There's not an off season. Right, yeah, okay. No, unless you're injured and knock on wood, no one wants to be injured. Oh, got it, yeah. got it, sure. Yeah. You're married to the so, game. So, like, yeah. until COVID, I was um, I was on the road almost five years straight, 300 plus days a Oh, year. my gosh. Yeah. That's got to be so insane and tough. You got to enjoy the lifestyle. It's, 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 it's what you it's know like now, yeah. It's road warriors. Like, no one understands how grueling, how hard, how dedicated you have to be to sports entertainment. Like, we're a different breed of humans. And I'll say that against any... Um, sport. I mean, they have an off season. They really do. Yeah. Like a long off season we're driving too. from town to town every day. Um, or Europe, whether it's a two week tour performing every night, having to be, you know, whether it's media rest. I mean, there's just so many hats you have to wear. You have to do it all. 
Hey, I guess if you consider versus other sports, you know how much of an advantage a home game is versus the WWE is like you're just always on the road, Mm-mm. always moving. There's no coming back. Okay, I have a home stint or whatever it may be. That's interesting. I never really thought of it that way. Nope, yeah. that's tough. Internationally now, is it crazy when you go overseas and see the reaction to you and yes. the WWE in general? I mean, I've been everywhere from India, China, Japan, South America, Manila. I mean, everywhere, South Africa. We're just as big, if not bigger, there than here because here the fans are spoiled. Yeah. We have everything, yeah. We are yeah. we are spoiled. I'm Absolutely sorry. Yeah. spoiled. I'm sorry. They just appreciate it so much because they oh, come they there. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, not there all the time. Right, right, right. So when, like my when you are there. in India, we hadn't been there in 10 years. I mean, I mean, we've been back three times since that year, since 2016, I believe. Um, it's just incredible. How big are those shows? I want to say it was like 15,000. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, to think about the, the superstardom translating to all these different countries in such a huge way. Well, I mean, we're on basic cable there, I believe. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And our superstars program is on there too. So is it our main a, event, excuse me. From a WWE standpoint, but from a personal standpoint, when you go there and there's just all these Charlotte Flair fans, what's that like? You don't realize how many lives you touch right. worldwide. Absolutely. Being a part of WWE because we're global. That's what's crazy. You're not just, you know, a superstar to the fans here. You're a superstar to, you know, the child in Shenzhen or the family in India, right? Wh- wherever we are, like, it's crazy. So you're obviously reaching a lot of people now, social media, like the world has, has changed and yep. allows for more of this. Do you love the social media aspect? Do you hate that? How are your reactions to? Just in the last two years was I like, okay, here's Ashley versus Charlotte. Like everything was so character based. Um, so now I show a little more of my personal life. Do you have you welcomed that? I know because I know it has to be hard like, being in the public eye. Social media sometimes can be. Yeah, I'm just so tough. different than my character. So it's like 50 50. Okay. But um, yeah, no, I still feel weird sometimes. Like, why am I talking into my Instagram story? Like, does people really want to see me talk? <laughs> just, like, why am I taking I this off? the same shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I still feel awkward doing that. Yeah. Like on my personal time. Like, yeah, if I'm in character, that's fine. But like, why am I sitting at home talking into my story? Like, who really wants to see that? Hey, guys. Believe it or not, probably thousands and thousands yeah, of people. Yeah, but I can't get it over yeah. in my head. Like, just do it. I'm yep. like, but I feel so weird. I know. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Do you check reactions after matches? Like um, Twitter or anything sometimes. like that? Yeah. But, I mean, Stay it's so away from easier it. to be negative than positive, right? Very true. Very true. I mean, I feel like after, because you are the villain, some of the reactions from people, from the fans, have to be very opinionated. Very opinionated. Very opinionated. Oh, they're very the, the, opinionated of me. Yeah. These fans get attached to the, these characters. Yeah, I and do. They don't understand it. Like it's, it's, it's a character. And the, these athletes and these performers, they have actual real lives and real personalities outside of these, these matches. Yeah, people are brutal, man. They're fucking ruthless. They're, they're bad. Yeah. But I just say don't give them life. That's sure. all they want. They want attention. They really do. do I you- mean, I've, I guess what's the, I've clapped back a few times, but I pick and choose my spots. Like I still talk about this cause it still bothers me to this day, but leading up to WrestleMania 35 when we main evented me, Rhonda and Becky Lynch were at ESPN for like a sit down or whatever. And each of us had like a graphic and I was like, Becky Royal Rumble winner, Ronda Rousey, Raw Women's Champion, UFC, whatever. 
Mine was Ric Flair's daughter. Oh, no. God damn it. And I'm like, I'm the most decorated woman in the history of this company. And you put me as Ric Flair's daughter? Like, that's not even like, I don't know if it was a dig or like the guy who was running the graphics that day thought it was a joke. Or thought it might have been, oh, this is what she wants. Or really bought into the storyline. Like, that wasn't, that's just like, I'll clap back at things that like really bother me. That deserve it. That really bothered me. Should have kicked his ass. Yeah. that to like, like here we are in a women's evolution. We're ma- like, that's my title. I'm someone's daughter. I'm s- like, yeah. Like no. I get it. I'm grateful to be Ric Flair's sure, daughter. Sure, sure. Eventually, he's gonna be known as Charlotte's dad. Whoa, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Beating his ass really quick. He knows I it. I love you, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I love it. Uh, so you've amassed some crazy, the uh, insane social media following now. Obviously, for your. For Ashley, you know, and Charlotte, I guess your your real persona. Actually, people react more to, or people like to see what I'm like in my real life. Of course, like, they don't of course. See the makeup and like, usually I'm in gym clothes and. Yeah, they want to see the workouts, whatever you're having for lunch. That's I'm why not Instagram as cool is weird. In my real life. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, here's my coffee. You know, thirty thousand views, right? Damn. Uh, what are the DMs like? Are people going shooting crazy? I don't check D- my DMs. Oh, Good. No, don't ever. No. Don't start either. Yeah. Don't start. <laughs> Yeah. It's always one of our favorite questions Don't that people even look at it. That inbox folder is just filled. No, no, no. Yeah, so you can't do that. You gotta, no. you gotta leave them out there. Once you open one, it just opens the floodgates. Um, all right, question: If you had a movie marathon for twenty-four hours, but you could only watch the Rock movies or John Cena movies, what are you watching? I don't know. <laughs> I can't answer that. You can't answer that. <laughs> I don't know. You got to pick one. So an honest answer. I've always wanted to be like John in the company. Yeah. I started his dedication, his passion, what he's meant to this business. Um, Yes. Does Dwayne mean a lot? A hundred percent. Yeah. But from what Cena has done just when I was there, because Dwayne wasn't, um, his work ethic is second to none. Like, and the make-a-wish, I, I guess Cena in terms of if I had to pick for who has motivated me more inside. Right. Have you, is that... Do you think that could be your path one day? Do you have a dream of like crossing over to? I want to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ashley, Ashley Flair acting. Ashley Flair. Wow. Well, I, you know, I was um, Heather Rockrear in the Psych movie, <laughs> and I got to kick some people's butts. Okay. Uh, like it was a spinoff of the Psych show, and I had so much fun. So, yeah, I hope one day. Netflix. You know what I mean? She's right here. <laughs> Let's go. Trying to put people together, make it happen. Uh, that would be great. I mean, I feel like. You really, I mean, probably is one of the better avenues to acting or an acting career ever. Well, what I think is, Dwayne and um, Cena have done so well is they've picked roles in the beginning that really fit who they are. They did, yeah. In the ring. Right. So I would definitely, if I did it, one, want to be prepped. I'd want to have just as much um, time to hone my craft as I did in, like, in the ring. But, like, so using, like, Charlotte's... I guess layout kind of right. Like you know the bad evil girl. Sure. Yeah, I think another it's easy like even John and Dwayne, their personalities in the ring and then 
how funny they are sometimes well, yeah, on screen, like right? In yeah. Suicide Squad. Yeah. You see how funny Cena was. Yeah, was yeah. crazy. Um, the one a couple years ago with Amy Schumer was hilarious. Like seeing that when he was like the big boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, that I was love hilarious. The, I love the da- I love the dad train one. Train wreck. Yeah, I love yep. the dad one too, where he's he's well, playing. Oh Batista. yeah, yeah. I'm so amazed. Like looking at Batista now, being a part of Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Crazy. It's really awesome. I mean, that's a gigantic role, too. Oh, my oh, gosh. And it fits. Yeah. And, like, he's funny in it. For like, sure. The second one, especially with his interactions with Groot. I mean, you get to Marvel, you know, that's game yeah. over. Oh, I know. It's game over. Is if there- you weren't the craziest, huge WWE superstar that you are, what would you have seen or could have seen yourself being career-wise? Personal training. Personal training? Yeah. Well, I went to school for interpersonal and public communications. Like, I did enjoy... PR and like being someone's assistant and like uh, writing out, um, I guess like memos or uh, I can't even think of the word right now. I cannot see you doing I, any of that. Yeah, no, at all. Like press releases. Sure. But like I said, I didn't have a dream or. I, well, first of all, I just really love Sex in the City. <laughs> like that's where I got the PR. Same. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same. Got it. Got it. There we go. So, okay. Um. My favorite character was Carrie, but I liked Samantha's job. Of course. Samantha's job looked... Got it. ...on screen looked... I was like, oh, I'll do that. HP always makes it look more romantic. Oh, you know? yeah. Always. Yeah. Always. <laughs> Everything. This looks perfect. Types a couple a couple pages, hits the streets of New York, light work. I like that. Max, yeah. Wearing, like, $1,000 outfits. <laughs> yeah, hanging out. Because <laughs> that's how much money you make The when most you do wildly that. paid PR lady of all time, for sure. Yes. Well, same with Carrie's column. Living in, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Tell some good stories, date some guys, Mr. Big. As you get a little older, life, as you what get a, a little, life. As you get a little oh. older, you realize, damn, this this is not adding this up. It's not how it is. Or was it like the Her friends? Shoes are not adding up with how much she's making. Like, no, I'm not, not really at all. Sure how this is? Not at all. That's a month's salary right there, lady. What are you doing? Or the uh, it's what like was, six months salary? Some of them. <laughs> what was it like friends? Everyone was always wondering, like, how do these people work, live in that apartment? Yeah, in New why York? are they all hanging out on the that same was, damn couch? Yeah, I figured that out quick when yeah. I got to college and realized how much things cost. Nobody wants this to know the reality real. of it. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely not. Just let me live the fake world that I see on TV. Totally fine. Inspire <laughs> yeah. me when you can. I like. Well, I feel like you picked the better path. Great career choice, yeah. by the way. Financially as well. <laughs> no problem. Oh god. Um, what is like we were talked about a little bit earlier, like how you're moving around, but um, athletically, the training to be a WWE superstar as a professional sport. How intense is that? Especially because you're always traveling. Um, so I don't really go to the ring anymore, like to practice. Like if I have a big show, I'll get in the ring and like train. But live events, obviously, you're wrestling every night. Um, and when you get to Raw or SmackDown, you should be ready to go. Sure, sure. Um, but n- practicing is never something that you should stop doing. But for me, training is more just a mental thing, like working out. Like yeah. I need just some, some time, whether it's 20 minutes or an hour, every day just to like turn off. Yeah. Like being on is exactly. like the most exhausting part. Like I just need zone that out. Time. Yeah. What do you do when you're zone, when you're relaxing and, and Charlotte truly becomes Ashley and the cameras are off and chilling? What are you doing? Just hanging, relaxing, drinking a michelada, eating a taco. Great answer. Love Great that. answer. I love, I love that. Love that. Like, my fiance is Mexican. Okay. So when I started drinking them with me and introduced them, I was like, oh my god, fi- like 
Why are my cheeks so getting so big because of all the salt? I'm like, okay, I'm going six months without a Michelada. But now you're like, addicted. I'm addicted. Yeah. Oh my gosh. My like, wife. I'm addicted. My wife is Mexican, so she put it on me as well. She introduced me to tahini, and my whole world exploded. Tahin, you're, yes, you put it on cucumbers. You put it on hamburger, everything. But you're still like swelling. Like, why are my rings coming off? Absolutely, just bloated. The best part oh. ever was that. You know, I'm from a white suburban neighborhood on yeah. the East Coast. So we had taco night growing up. And my wife is a hilarious because she grew up in a Mexican household like taco night. Completely different. No, my fiance takes like offense to it. He's yeah. Like, taco night. Yeah. No, like, Tortillas with every no, meal. Babe, I'm not meaning like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, actually, so my nutrition, my, my nutritionist is from Mexico because I'm using his diet guy. Because my fiance actually did a few bodybuilding shows uh, when he was super young. But I have switched everything. So like I no longer eat tacos. It's just tortillas in my diet. I don't do broccoli. It's cactus. So like I'm full blown Mexican. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. You made the transcending move. I made You're the okay. Transition. Yeah. It's it, it's very exotic of you. Yeah. Very <laughs> exotic of but you. But I did have to take a break from the micheladas. I was like, oh my god, like five pounds, ten pounds later. <laughs> It'll get you like, real quick. Oh, they get you so fast. Yeah, a hundred percent. Or like the beers. Oh, the I big love ones, yeah. The, the Clamato ones? Yeah. Oh, the ones that are already prepackaged, yeah, 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 like a yeah, Michelada? Yeah. Like the yeah. They're the best. Run to the gas station real quick, <laughs> save the effort. Yeah, me too. First time you have it, you're like, damn, this is actually pretty actually kind of good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really I was afraid good. of it for a while, but now I can't go no, back. I'm not afraid. I can't go back to that regular Bud Light oh, anymore. Fuck that. <laughs> no. Um, one last thing, you know, if you could tell WWE or non WWE fans yet one thing to like really tell them what the sport is really about. Give them a crossover. What would it be? <clears throat> Good versus evil. Everyone, no matter language or where you are in the world, understands good versus evil. And Facts. we're here just to put on stories. And if we can have you tune in, no matter what age, and watch with your family and have that suspension of disbelief that you're believing in the good guy or you hate that bad guy, um, and that we're able to do that is the best thing. Entertainment. Entertainment. Pure entertainment. I love it. Thank you for coming on the show. No, thanks for having we me. We really had a good time. I would still like to put that out there that if you do need announcers, you know, one time we are officially. <laughs> you know, I'll just let my boss know. I have an idea for my Tell interest. Vince. Yeah, let, let him know, you know. <laughs> Slide it in there between helicopter and jet. And by the way, podcast host, host. These want, two guys want to announce me coming yeah. in. Uh, guys, make sure you check her out. SummerSlam this weekend. WWE, superstar, everything. Incredible at Charlotte Flair. Guys, we appreciate you. At the Residency Pod on Instagram. We'll see you next week. Later.